stuff. Uh, All right. Devil's Dream. It's an old Irish American bluegrass song. You're an Irish American bluegrass Damn song. Straight. All right, folks. Welcome Except to the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. Oh, I am Gravel Shits, also known as Chris Evans. Trevor, what's your name? Oh, apparently I'm Chris's uh, hetero life mate. Yeah, my hetero life mate, Trevor. Yeah. It's a, it's a Jay and Silent Bob yeah, reference. Yeah, except that neither of you are silent. <laughs> That's true. Trevor, you I'm don't bus, talk at all. I'm the bus, I'm very silent. And I'm also very silent in the library. That's the Trevor Olstrom, also, also known as Gorgeous, Gorgeous George. George. With us today, we have the lovely Christina. That's How are you, Christina? Ooh, uh, you know... Getting better as I drink this Smirnoff. Yeah, she's got a Smirnoff ice, yo. I do too, That's what's because up. we're cool. Smirnoff ices are one of those beers where it's like, it's frowned upon some for some reason to drink, but they are good. They're way better than a Zima. They're way better than fucking... I was just saying how much I like Zima on the yeah. walk over here. Well, see, I'm not a big Zima fan. Tastes I'll take like a, a Sprite. Smir- yeah, you're it not wrong. It does taste like a Sprite. <laughs> I like the the like light lemon of a Smirnoff ice. Yeah. It's like got that little bit of lemonade to it. That's why I like uh, Mike's hard lemonade because it's lemon. It's too lemony though. That's see, I'm not a big uh, when I was drinking. I wasn't a big. Uh, I wasn't a big like fruity uh, flavor person. If it's citrus, I'm all for it. Any other fruit flavor can fuck off. Yeah, they're also but... the only commercials I like for a beer company is the Mike's Hard because they're just fucking ridiculous. Like a guy getting pulled <laughs> out of a fucking alligator alive with a with a beer, and he's like, Mike's Hard. He's getting pulled out. I'm like that shit would happen to me someday. <laughs> it's a bad day in Florida. Oh man, yeah, dude. I have some crazy stories of like four locals in Florida. Any alligators trying to get you when you're drinking them? No, I've never pissed off an alligator. You're usually smart enough that's, not to fuck with them. See, that's a wise choice. You leave I them alone, that. and they don't fuck with you. If they come in your backyard, you leave them alone. Usually they leave. If they don't, then you get somebody to, to handle it. You know? Well, it's <laughs> similar to, like, bears out here, usually. If generally, if you leave them alone, they leave Most them alone. of the time. Yeah. Trevor's got a gator you can handle. Gator? <laughs> Where? I'm gonna wrestle a gator. <laughs> <laughs> He, like, pulls out this plush toy. He's like, here you go. <laughs> Beanie baby. His, his, uh, his name is Bayou. Yeah. Yeah, Bayou the alligator. Do you guys ever remember there was a story a long time ago? It was the kid who got an alligator on a keychain. What? It was a book. But there was this crazy book when I was a kid, and it was a kid that got an alligator on a keychain. And there was a reason why you didn't get it wet. And the reason was it was it would grow into an actual alligator. <laughs> yeah, so like one of those uh, one of those little toys that you yeah, throw in the bathtub and it grows to a hundred times its size or whatever. So and then the it's kid, alive. So the kid like wet it, you know, it starts to grow and it grows like three times the normal rate. So it's like in a couple of days, this motherfucker's a few feet, you know. <laughs> but dude, what? Can you imagine if you could do that with a keychain? <laughs> pretty awesome. Just got a buffalo here. So can you imagine if you're in, a, you're in a fight real quick and you spit on it and all of a sudden you have a full size buffalo next giraffe. to Giraffe. Or giraffe. <laughs> like, all right, Jeffrey, let's handle this. You got an ah! elephant. You know, yeah. you imagine? It's like my uh, bag of tricks in D&D, you know? Just throw <laughs> yeah, the pellet. Yeah. She's got this bag where it's like, Oh, you think you're this bad, scary troll? Well, badger to the face, being shot at you 100 miles an hour. Just, ah! Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy. 
Bag of skills. Yeah. Just random animals that fit into my gun. That's what Santa and it's like angry wombat. <laughs> Santa and pedophiles have that in common. Crazy bags of tricks. Mm. <laughs> hey, little boy. <laughs> want to see my package? I've got zip ties. You want to see how they work? It's I like, got no. A, I got a special package for you. Stay away good. from him, Timmy. <laughs> Mr. Like, you guys aren't cool. Mr. Hanky, <laughs> the Christmas boo shows up for no reason. It's crazy on uh, the bonfire. Big J always talks about the bonfire is a... Uh, uh, com- uh, comedy podcast that I listen with, to a lot. There's a couple comedians, Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. But he talks about this pedophile that grew up in his neighborhood that like would pay kids to do shit like shirtless push-ups and stuff like that. <laughs> so it never get really sexual unless like you wanted it to get there. Because oh, he would just literally pay kids to do weird shit like pee in front of them and you know. And he'd yeah. talk about how a lot of kids would just go to him to do stuff. Just to make, make a dollar. Cash. <laughs> you know? Oh, I once God. Knew, I once knew a kid. This was probably in the mid to late 90s. Who, he had this regular thing where once a week he would show up at this dude's house. And uh, the guy would lay under his coffee, his glass coffee table dude would take a shit on the coffee table dude would pay him 200 bucks <laughs> I've heard about people doing that but I've never known someone yeah. that knew somebody but oh I've heard about God. it like, it's, that's called, it's called groundhogging it's like the poke out and come back <laughs> poke out and come back and poke out and come back and eventually <laughs> you see like how cold the winter's gonna be this year Patanius Phil Patani oh. Phil <laughs> I hate that fucking rabbit or whatever it is it's a, it's a mammal <laughs> It's a it's wallaby. A it's a wallaby. Oh, it's that wallaby. I know. <laughs> Groundhog Day is not a wallaby. It was just. Wallaby's like a baby kangaroo. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine if you had the Australian version? That's me. We need the Australian version the Australian of Groundhog version Day. Would be a fucking, it would have to be a wombat. Uh, it would have to be a goddamn. Or a quokka. Uh, uh, eucalyptus-eating son of a bitch. A koala bear? A koala, he yeah. Pops out of the if the koala but fights the kangaroo. You also need a bunch of drunk... more days You also need New a bunch years. of drunk Australian guys to yell shrimp on the barbie and be drinking Fosters, too. Well, well, uh, while they're doing it. Wombats and quokkas no are right. both like... Outback steakhouse. Danger, danger, danger. What'd you say? Wombats and quokkas are both like burrowing underground animals. Wombats? Like a groundhog. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that um, wombats' pouches face backwards? I did not what? know that. I did not know that. So yeah, they have so, an inside-out pouch. So they have no. They, so they have a pouch like a kangaroo. Yeah. But instead of facing their stomach, it faces their asshole. Ah, it's a reverse pouch. So that when it's like a so that when pack. they're yeah. digging, they're not filling their pouch with Full dirt. Of shit. Oh. Yeah. No, that's smart. That's smart. So be they like, also have square poop. Wow. Christina has a lot of awesome botanical and animal knowledge. Yeah. No, I didn't know animals could poop squares. Nobody knows why. Like, science can't explain why they poop squares. Maybe it's efficient. Like, are they, like, perfect? Maybe they're stacking Yeah, like cubes. They poop cubes. (laughs) They they poop blocks and they stack them. Like, you could draw numbers on it and roll them like dice. Like, they poop poop cubes. Sounds like some of the gravel shits could hang out with. Gravel shits and gravel cubes. It seems like it would be uncomfortable, like... I like my poops to be tapered. Nah, square all the way. <laughs> Cute poops. That's funny. Do anything fun this weekend, Trevor? I don't know. 
Well, I got to uh, drink beer and play guitar in my underwear this morning. That was hey, pretty cool. That's a great fucking day. <laughs> I walked right around. I theorized that the second as soon as you left, soon as you left, motherfucker just drops trow and he just fucking he does the. Uh, I did laundry. He does the laundry? risky, uh, risky business or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just doing the whole, and I'm doing Chuck Berry sort of moves, just doing the dot, the dot walking duck. He's playing the fucking guitar with his dick and shit. <laughs> Shh, don't give away my that secrets. That sounds uncomfortable. Murder face. Murder, Murder face. face. <laughs> Metalocalypse. Oh, have you ever seen Fish. that show? Fish. Yes, I have seen that show. He plays like a whole bass solo just with his, his dick. And then he also plays uh, the acoustic guitar one time and talks about a fish fish with tits. Yeah. And then it's really sad, but he breaks it and gets mad. He's like, fish with tits. He almost Titty cries. Fish. <laughs> he almost cries. Like, his feelings come out for a second. Shout out Brendan Small. Yeah. One of the fucking craziest yeah. dudes to ever Great. put a show together. A couple shows. He, he also made home movies. Which yeah. I love home one. movies. That was a good but one. I also Coach love H. John McGurk. Benjamin. So. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. one of the best voice actors he I is. think that's out there. He's really great. Um, he's up there with the lady that plays Bart Simpson. I love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's awesome. Brenda Small. And there's a girl that the does. Day, uh, uh, there's a gal that does Raven on Teen Titans. She's really hot. She is hot. Yeah. She's <laughs> my favorite. That's why she, I she's my her. she's my favorite Teen Titan. If I, <laughs> I would like, I would not be my. I wouldn't mind if I was lo- if I was stuck in a cave with Raven and be like. You can show me your dark You're talking dark about space. every nerd boy fantasy out there, bro. Everybody's trying to be trapped in a fucking dark room. I mean, the other the other chick, she's like an alien cheerleader. Like, the, the yeah. chick with the green crystal. Like, she'd be the she's chick. Nancy Cartwright. That's Nancy right. Cartwright. I, I could not her. remember it for the life her. of me at the Shout out Nancy Cartwright. She does a lot of good voices. Yeah. No, she's awesome. So she did Bart Simpson and yeah, she's yeah she's been voicing Bart Simpson for however whatever twenty eight years or however friggin' long it's been. And and that's one of the things that I was watching a documentary on the Simpsons and they were talking about how time might be the only thing that gets them kind of pushed off the air because a lot of the people that did the voices back when they started have either died, moved on to other things, Mm -hmm. or been replaced. Yeah. You get if you listen to like the seasons, like every three or four seasons, their fucking voices change a little bit. Well, and look, I mean, how many people can you say have gone have done the same job for, for thirty years? Thirty, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's been like thirty-five years or some. So shit. many seasons, like, God damn. Yeah. Simpsons have done everything. And if you want to put a sitcom? They're like the they're like they're like the doctor they're like the Doctor Who of cartoons, like Doctor Who. Yeah, but. They, they pick different guys, but that show is continuously running since the 60s. There's so many Wait, what? Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who's yeah. been running since the 60s. 1968. I never got into the story. A little weird. A little weird for me, and you know I like British humor. Not quite my thing, but Christina loves it. Her, I've heard her quote Doctor oh, yeah. Who many times. My British humor is more like the Mighty Boosh. Mighty, um, Mighty Boosh like is funny. Mighty Boosh is funny. I love Mighty Angina. Oh, great. I love Mighty Boosh. Sorry, uh, go Trevor on. and I just watched uh, Yellowbeard. Yeah. That was Teach and Chai I've with Monty Python. I've Yellowbeard. It's, it's one of okay. my favorite movies. It's all right. It's, I, it's very not silly. my favorite. But I have a lot of Cheech and Chong movies that I love. I... I love Madeline Kahn. I love Monty Python. Madeline I Khan. love Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Like it's Monty just, Python's pretty cool. It's a winning combination. The fact me. that they did some of Cheech and Chong I respect because you take these two top comedy groups. 
Well, I right. love like the, the shit that Richard Pryor did and stuff too. Like I love. Oh, I love Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. That's a. And, uh, God damn it! I'm forgetting the guy from Willy Wonka. Uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Oh, okay. Yeah, those two together in a movie, man. The I've actually are great. I've seen those two. It was there was a western they did. Yep. What's the name of it? I've seen it. I can't. I've seen. I have seen it though. Blazing Saddle. No. 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 It was around the same time, but there was one where it's Gene Wilder and um, Richard Pryor. They were fucking awesome together. They were in a a fucking jail cell. Yeah. It's like I forget the name of the movie. It's like Prison Break or some shit. I don't know. God damn it! I'm stoned. That's that's one of the downsides to getting stoned Um, and doing a podcast. Sometimes you forget stuff. Sometimes you get a little absent-minded. Is it right if I uh, do a quick uh, local news shout-out? All right, Trevor's got a local news minute. The first thing happened today, but we had a another safety boat inspection that's free. This time it was over in Springfield, and it was in conjunction with Bymart and the Wayne County Sheriff's. So if you have the ability, folks, go back in time and get these boats cleaned because you never know when this opportunity might arise again. Yeah, possibly. Seemingly every week. So So if you have... Get the semen where they need to go. Clean those boats. If you you have... (laughs) Clean out the dead hookers from your boats before you go go to see if they have the county sheriff. Can you imagine showing up and being like just covered in blood on a boat? Yeah, and the sheriff is like, yeah, you guys are cleaning up, right? What? I just want to know how, like, what what happens when your semen goes where it's not supposed to go? And you have mermaids and... Well, mermaids. now you brought up our next topic. Roe versus Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, but yeah, free boat safe. I'm sure there'll be more, because this is the season. Summer's, despite all the rain we have, summer, summer is eventually getting here. Trevor, you tend to forget sometimes that this is going out... I'm trying to get when in the, we get it. I'm trying out. to get the local spirit, but I'm trying to give it a local flavor. God damn it, man! All right, we've this had is, lots of rain. That's not going to change. When this comes out, I'm sure there'll still be rain. Welcome More to rain. <laughs> uh, all students graduated. There's another thing. Um, also, they, they graduate on Monday, but okay. Uh, I saw <laughs> I people. You wrong. I saw people walk around with caps and gowns. So they they're stole getting, them. They're getting Probably. there. Also, University of Oregon uh, sucked ass so far at the NCAA's uh, Men Outdoor Track and Field Championship. Were you Over watching from the fence? At the, like, uh, at, at the, at the you're sitting there with field. a beer and you're sitting there with some binoculars like, those kids ain't as good as hey, I was. Hey, weren't you doing that Just that time on shrooms the, the over the there? Fence. You were doing that. That one time I walked by, I was there was a story of me walking by while they were playing a softball game on mushrooms. And there was just so much going on. This security guy was smoking a cigarette. And as I was walking by, I was just like, hey, how you doing? He's like, I don't know. He just looked at me real weird. And I was like, ah, he knows something's up. I got to get out of here. That was when we were on shrooms. And we were on mushrooms running around. But yeah, so uh, go beavers. There you go. Um, there you go. Wait. So I'm just... I, I don't know where he's going with this. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying we uh, hosted this big thing. And you into girls with kicked. furry bushes? Go beaver? I mean, <laughs> you know. who isn't? Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I There's a fine line between clippers. too much hair, though. Some people are very, very hairy. And it's uh, just a know. common courtesy. If you're going to be fucking intimate, maybe clean up a little bit. You know? <laughs> maybe maybe little, use little some trim scissors. A little trim does not hurt. 
I don't need a machete. I'm not trying to run through the jungle right now. So. I've gotten fucking hairs caught in my teeth, and it's just not fun to pick them out. No, you it's know? not. It's even worse when they're in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out, folks. Sure it is. Nobody wants a scratchy throat while you're eating pussy. <laughs> right. It's not fun. Or other things. So, yeah. yeah. So that was my uh, local news. Oh, that's all you got? Well, I could have kept going. All right, I got another thing. I had one. Here, I got one. So this past week was uh, the founder of Les Paul's birthday. Um, oh. Yeah, it was the anniversary. Um, and he invented uh, one of the modern versions of the electric guitar yep. that's used throughout everything. The one um, I used was still uses principles made. From yeah, and he also did. made some other music uh, instruments. Like he, he had came up with like a really cool soundboard or something yeah. that was used in a lot of studios. Um, so yeah, shout out Les Paul, man. Some of the best yeah. guitars in the world. Yeah, and he was a country artist in the 40s and 50s and 60s. There you he go. Was really good. Very cool. It's, a, it's the Rose Festival in Portland. Okay. Oh, there you go. So it's it's Local currently enough. it's it's currently Fleet Week. So you got all these uh, all these fleeters, all these sailors coming in for all the week. Week fleets. Which means in about four weeks, Ooh, all the Siemens coming in. is gonna get an uptick in fucking appointments. Hey, <laughs> Brandy was a fine girl, but <laughs> but I'm married to, to the sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, a I like deep that. cut. That's a deep cut, man. That's a great song. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the Portland news. Yeah. Uh, hundred miles, close enough. I just Portland's not far. I've drove to Portland to drop off weed before for my old job. Yeah, and it's it's so weird because you drive all this. And well, this was my experience. I was driving up to Portland in fucking five p.m. traffic. Oh. So you know you're getting stuck. You know you're yeah. fucking fighting to get back. So I get there. And for some reason, they just gave me a bunch of attitude when I was just dropping off products. I was like, guys, I'm just here to drop off some oh, weed. Oh, was that day? I remember that. And yeah. they were just like, well, where are you from? And I was like, okay, well, I'm from here. And they're like, well, who sent you? And I was like, okay, here's my manifest. It has all the information. Like, I don't know what was going on there that day. <laughs> but, man, I was getting in the middle of something that was not my fight. <laughs> right. So yeah. I was just like, I'm dropping this off. You guys pay the man. I'm out of here. This is Portland problems. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys need some weed. <laughs> there you go. The troubles of a weed delivery, man. Right. True. I think that's the trouble of any delivery, man. Like, even delivering, when I used to del- deliver, like, transmissions. Yeah. I would literally show up to a garage that had ordered a transmission for a specific vehicle, you'd be like, what do you want me to do with this? I don't know. That's not my problem. Find a space Do you in want the, the part or not? <laughs> Find a space in the do garage. Do you want the part or not? I will turn around and take this with me. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would never fight or argue with somebody trying to drop off car parts for me. <laughs> I would probably just be like, is this the right part? Let me make sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you ordered the part. The part number is the number that you ordered. But I've definitely been in the situation of when you arrive at a place where you're supposed to be dropping something off, you get no help. No. Like, there's just nobody around that's going to be able to help you. Somebody that's supposed to be is on lunch or something's going on. I've had to deliver stuff at the construction (laughs) site where I had to use the... I had to use the... Had to use the, the force. force. <laughs> no, yes, I'd use the force. We were ah. all going there. Ah. I actually had to use the. Uh, These are not the saw blades you're looking for. Right. No, I'd, I'd use the reach lift, which 
construction sites is like the forklift, but it's on but it's on large wheels and it has this giant arm. But I had to do that and load my own stuff. By the time I loaded everything, I hadn't even gotten off lunch yet, so I just left the paperwork and left. Right. So yeah, it's fuck em. sometimes fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that stance. Sometimes you get what you get. Learn to live, love what you got, people. Right? There's people out there with less. <laughs> you want to do a uh, movie review, Chris? Yeah. Stop review choking. Um, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> what is it, Christina? Go first, and I'll do the movie. All right. <coughs> we got Christina coming to you live. She's got an album review for us, and uh, uh, it's a special same, guest album review. Trevor's taking a break on this one, thank God. Uh, yeah, so I've got a Old Crow Medicine Show with the self-titled album, Old Crow Medicine Show, which I've uh, been listening to a lot of bluegrass lately, and they're one of my favorite bluegrass bands, and this particular Ooh. album is one of my favorite albums of oh, yeah. theirs. So uh, cool. here's a here's a song about cocaine. Solo to finish, so I like harmonica too. Smolo solo. We love harmonica. I love the man. harmonica. They've got a stand-up bass. They I mean they yeah. like the entire album is amazing. Uh the song fiddle that, too. Yeah, yeah, fiddle. Like mo- uh, the song that most people would be familiar with off of the album is probably Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Um but Yeah, you had just played that a bit ago and yep. that was really nice. That's been on the radio before. Also Big Time in the Jungle also makes it on the radio sometimes. Yeah. It's a good one. Nice. No. Amazing good album. album. I've Amazing heard it before. band. It's a really good one. And uh if what anyone, was their name one more time? Old Crow Medicine Show. Okay, Old Crow Medicine Show. And they're oh, from right. Tennessee. I yeah. believe that they are from Tennessee. All right. From the South. They have really good music videos too, if you ever yeah. just want to you know, YouTube. It's just like inspired by Rob Zombie. And like <laughs> chicks tits out yeah. and a bunch of like demons. There are, there are there are some uh, some some titty moments. But I wouldn't say that they're tits I, out. I would love More it. cleavage. If, yeah. if Old Crow Medicine Show ever opened for Rob Zombie, that'd be such a fun concert. <laughs> I'd be like, yes! Yeah. I'm not leaving. <laughs> All right. Good job, Christina. And then, yeah, we could talk about bluegrass for a brief second if you want. Sure. So this is a part of, I guess, what you call the new wave of bluegrass. It's kind of been around since the early 2000s, like Old Crow Medicine Old Show. Old Crow Medicine Show yeah. first Devil album makes, came out. Devil yeah. Makes Three is another. Love Devil Makes Three. Osborne. I've seen them live. They're amazing. Yeah. Willow Osborne. Willow Osborne. Crazy. She's actually she's a daughter of the Osborne brothers, which were a big band. Yeah. They used to play as drugs and flatback in the 60s. Nice. And yeah, there's 
Uh, Steve Martin actually is in a great bluegrass band oh, yeah, called, he plays the Steve, called the Steve Mountain Rangers and way better banjo player than comedian. Like, he's a Jared world class. this really hard running thought that Steve Martin should just quit comedy and just do banjo and just play banjo. He's amazing at it. He is a really good banjo Trevor's player. like, I'll buy all the tickets. I don't care where they are. I'll buy all the tickets and go to the show. That dude can tread on the banjo. There's a lot of actors out there that have, like, amazing secret music skills. Hugh Laurie Mm, is an amazing piano player. Johnny Depp. They showed it in a house. He played a few things in the house. He's got got a couple albums out. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, he sings. Yeah, I've heard some of his songs. uh, He does a cover of, uh, what's the Jessica Rabbit song? Uh, Um, Oh, are you talking about from uh, Grace Lake, uh, White Rabbit? No, 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 no. Jessica Rabbit from Roger Rabbit. Roger oh, Rabbit. who first, framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in many years. The big it's been many cartoon, years. Though? Yes. She was a chick that would say, I'm not bad, I was just drawn that The way. Jessica yes. Rabbit character probably invaded um, all of young men's minds. Yes. No, I, right? I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. five sure. to six years. Because uh, I, I still to this day I'm like I can picture her in my mind. Uh, but that he, fake, but his that fake woman. His cover is all I about her. me too. Um, his cover is all about, uh, I think it's called the millionaire's dream, but it's all about um, selling enough, yeah, selling enough weed to make it big. Yeah, um, there you go. I love that. Sounds like it. Sounds like a story I'd know. Like the millionaires do. <laughs> um, Sounds like a Snoop Dogg song when he Snoop Lay on. <laughs> hey, I'm just rocking my hizzle dizzle. Weed Smoker's the... Dream, that's the name okay. of the cover. Yeah. But then there's some people that they do music that are celebrities other ways, but it's just funny. It's so bad. It's funny. Like Mike Tyson did some punk rock that I've heard oh, on dude, the college station. Have you ever heard? And he did a song called Jello Barfield, which is all about the weed singer Dead Candies. He's just literally, Mike, Mike Tyson's just. It's just like this, and he screams for him. You better not say that in front of Mike Tyson. It'll be so <laughs> yeah, right? Don't fuck with him <laughs> on an airplane. It's like, dude. it's like, it's like, oh, Joe, did you see the video Joe, of that dude, though? Yeah. He was flying up. to Miami, oh. which is funny, because he was going to a weed convention to, like, just promote his, his brand, and this dude is drunk idiot out of nowhere starts just starts fucking with, with Mike Tyson. Tyson. Oh. Starts fucking with him, and Tyson's yeah. doing his best. He's trying he's to be nice. Trying to, to be nice. To not react. This because isn't... he realizes he's in public. But who's yeah. going to do that? Like, Some this asshole. dude has been a guy's But I bet off. it happens like, more he's often than He's also the greatest not. heavyweight boxer. I bet people boxer. always yeah. want to say, like, oh, I fucked with Mike Tyson, yeah. and he didn't do shit. Like, that must be his fucking world. I've like, heard of... Somebody's always trying to fight him. I've heard about professional fighters... Trevor, can I drink this? Yes. That have talked about that before, where they get stopped in public and they're just like, "Hey, can you just punch me in the face? I want to get to say that I got punched by you." Or not even they, punched in the face, as motherfuckers calling person. you out while you're just out yeah. with your girl trying to go out and eat or some hey, shit. Hey, tough guy, let's see how tough you are. Yeah, dude, you imagine yeah. how many people must try to fight professional fighters outside the ring? Well, Mike Tyson <laughs> talked about when he went to when he when he went to prison for Alcohol, three years. Man. Fuels crazy. But when Mike Tyson went to prison for three years, when he was the heavyweight champion of the world. He talked about how there were guys in prison fight, fighting him all the time. Like, yep. let's see how tough you are. He said it was ridiculous. He was yep. fighting for his life on a regular basis. There's a movie uh, called, uh, oh shit, it's with Wesley Snipes and Bing Rain. I've seen that. It's, the prison fight movie. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's, He's doing the thing with the, uh, 
With the the there's a toothpick that pops school sticks. It's the contender. Yeah. Yeah. He's using he's building shit. I think is toothpicks or pop school sticks. It's toothpicks. Toothpicks. I love that movie. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes is this crazy uh, under undercard fighter that nobody knew about because he's been in prison. But he's see, crazy good. See what happens when you don't pay your taxes? Yeah, Cyrus and then comes for you, and there Ving you go. Rames enters the prison, and he's yeah. the heavyweight champion of the this world. This is Ving Rames. And, yeah. uh, oh, Ving Rames, I could probably believe if he wasn't so short. He's a short dude. Yeah. He's like five. Right, he's no Mar- Michael My, Clark Duncan. Or no, like. My, no, Michael Mike Duncan played some professional football. But Mike Tyson was isn't that tall either. Like Mike Tyson's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Mike Tyson's stocky. He's stocky and stocky. fast as fuck. That's what uh, yeah. Ben Rames is. He's stocky. Yeah. But that's what that story, I think, was based off of. Oh, I think it was Animal. I think that's the name of it. It's Animal or some shit. Do you want to do your What's official... What's movie? Want to do your movie, actual yeah. movie review? So, we'll spin off into that. Uh, I watched a movie last night, and it was pretty amazing. It was a documentary done in 2015. It was called uh, Cartel Land. And it was done by a guy, I think he's done a couple other documentaries on, uh, I think, uh, I got into his bio, but I didn't really get into him. Um, The story was basically about uh, Michoacan, it's a province Uh in Mexico that's uh, been in cartel control because it is a pathway through Mexico to get to the United States. It's in the south, but it's definitely a major portion of Mexico. And it follows uh, this one gentleman, I forget his name, but he was like the Mexican Tom Selleck. He had like a real thick Mexican mustache and he always wear the he always wore the hat, the um, the pretty, cowboy hat. It's pretty awesome. And he ran a vigilante group uh, that was it was called Fuck man, I am blanking right now. But it was basically the armed civilians and and that's what it was translated to. It's not the Zapatistas, is it? No. No, that was different. So what ended up happening was he basically went around to these towns that were uh, controlled by the cartels, and he rounded up civilians. And he said, look, if you don't fight with us, the government's not going to do anything for you, and the cartel's still going to kill your family and hijack people. They they started out the documentary with showing all the people that had been uh, murdered, kidnapped, and uh, abducted by the cartel. You need a lot yeah, of, it's crazy. Like a lot of movie like time. Lot chopped of people, heads, yeah. people being hung. There was there was just a bunch of people being hung off a bridge. Yeah. Well, and just you know? recently, I think they've like they found some like mass grave. Oh yeah. That they didn't know. It's like forty three people. Or yeah. Something. There's probably can't, many was many others Arizona. too. Yeah. Um, but what ended up happening in the movie was he rounded up the townspeople. They went after the lower bosses, which they did end up getting a lot of them, and they stopped the cartel for a bit of time. Um, but they were kind of just delaying the inevitable. Um, what ended up happening was the gentleman who was the leader of the resistance got into a plane accident. He was traveling to another portion of Mexico in a, in a plane, and he crashed while he was landing. And oh, he ended shit. up getting fucked up, and he was out of commission for like uh, seven months or something. And while he was out of commission, the dude that he, uh, his best friend that he had enlisted under him to run the, the resistance got basically paid off by the Mexican uh, government to work for the government and pull his guys to basically work for them. Um, But the Mexican government is under control from the cartels. So it's kind of like they're just recruiting more people. They they went in, the cartels (laughs) towards the end of the documentary explained 
how they took over the group. They basically said we put in a few guys to give them some uh, drugs and to steer them in the wrong direction. And eventually they started stealing on their own and they started doing drugs on their own and selling it. We didn't have to motivate them anymore. They had already gotten a taste of it. So the cartel uh, in the beginning and the end realize what they're doing is wrong. But they're in such poverty that they just choose. Don't have other options. They choose to survive, you know, and that's their way of surviving. You know, and it's better than getting shot at. So, I mean, right. you're going to be shot at one way or the other. You might as well have a gun while you're being shot at. No, I do understand it. And it's such a it's such a turmoil that we have with Mexico because they are, you know, Canada's our nicest neighbor, but Mexico's our best neighbor. Right. They yeah. have our most back more than anybody, and South America in general is a place where we do have a lot of friends. Oh, and, for sure. And, and me- unfortunately, we have not been as good of a friend to them as they have to us no and we continuously screw over mexico and that's the problem is that because they're so uh poor as a country and they can't fix their own issues they rely on the money that comes from our drugs that we purchase and produce the the craziest craziest thing was the mexican uh cartel learned how to make uh, their meth, their special meth, from a family in America. It was a father and son team. They were like chemists, and they went down to Mexico and trained a bunch of the cartel how to make the coke or how to make the meth. And they just had sheets. I mean, whole whole fucking freezers full of meth. You know. It I would was like nuts. to say that that surprises me, but it does not at all. There was a crazy. And that'll be it for my movie review. Uh, eight out of ten rolls of film, folks. I really did like it. Go check it out. It's called Cartel Land. Do you know the name of the actors? It's a documentary. It's a documentary. Okay. So there's a lot of players, though. And if you see it, you'll know the players that I speak of. But I'm just stoned. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have actors that will be the, the narrator like in a documentary. Nope. Sometimes. This was a okay. being shot as it happened documentary. Okay that showed three different sides of the same story. It showed the American side, the Border Patrol agents, which is like B story, so I didn't get as involved with that, but it's the Americans protecting the border. It's the um, cartel, and it's the people that are fighting against the cartel in Mexico. So it gives you three different viewpoints on the same issue. Yeah, didn't show uh, anyone building Trump's big beautiful wall all the way across. They showed some shots of the wall, but it's just wall that's been there and it's wall that's going to continue to be there. Uh, Okay, well, cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really great movie, man. I think think people will like it. It reminds me about um, something I saw about how the cartels were going from, obviously guns and drugs that they're running also people Mm -hmm. to then run into another big thing like oil there's a lot of cases where there's oil and mineral deposits along mexico along the shores and they were hijacking places that were processing oil and ships that they were selling and they were using that profit and then another thing they were doing more recently is uh avocados because avocados that was one of the most expensive um, <coughs> produces right now. So, so much money in that. One of the things that they touched down on in the documentary 
was the avocado trade yep. and the lime trade in Mexico yeah. in in Michoacan. So that is their two biggest produces that they make down there. And one of the ways that the cartel lines. Well, <laughs> one of the ways that the cartel uh, got one of the guys to pay ransom money was he rolled up with a bunch of his friends and shot like 15 of his workers and killed them all. And I mean, kids, they were all like under 28. So wow. young, young kids. So he rolled up, shot a bunch of his workers for not paying them ransom. And Man. that's that's basically what you have to deal with in a town where it's controlled by the cartel. Because if you don't pay them, you're fucked. And yep. if you don't pay the government, you're fucked. Right. And if you don't pay your landlord, you're fucked. So you got to find the money somehow. No, and I mean, that's... It's on a more amplified scale, but that's the same thing that we see playing out all the time in, you know, in poor communities in America. Yep. Like, that's where the violence comes from. That's Look where... Look at your poorest communities and your, your worst people in your country, and that'll give you a, an idea of what your country's like. Yeah, and I mean, people are driven to this not because it's their best, you know, not because it's the best solution, but because sometimes it's the only option. Yep. And, and especially when people have mental health problems and people... Which exacerbates all of those A lot of drug issues. use and a lot of fucking uh, sporadic behavior yeah. and, you know, bad decision making. I think also a, shoot, I think a good person is, is just a few bad choices away from fucking doing something Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. Yeah, the mental health crisis is something that's getting talked about. And that's why we have massive shootings, that's why we have drug issues, that's why we have violence and theft... In a lot of cases, including here in Eugene, because you have a lot of people with mental health issues that aren't getting helped out. You also have a lot of veterans that came back that are messed up and they're just not getting the help they need. The one that fucks with me the most is bikes in this fucking town. Yeah. Why are bikes such a fucking commodity? Just to backdrop, Eugene... Oh, yeah, because you can't, you can't own a bike unless you have 47 bike locks. It's yeah. stupid. It and is even the then, someone's thing. still going to try to fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. and, and I mean, I've just watched people set up their bike locks, walk inside, and just That's as gone. I'm driving by, their fucking back tires getting jacked. And I'm just yeah. like, what is going I'll on? Know. Why are bikes the fucking money makers? I see when I walk around the streets or even when I'm on the bus, I'll see guys. It's hard to track. No, I'll see guys that are obviously bikes. have stolen bike parts, your question. and they're always going around. It's like, why do you have three tires but no bike? Oh, that's why. Okay. What's your answer? Well, Christina? the reason that they're such a commodity is because we have such a huge housing issue. Homeless population. Yeah. And so the easiest way for these people to be able to get around and to, you know, function is yeah, on a bike. Is on a bike. But they can't afford bikes. It's hard to get a DUI on a bike. Well, well that can not suck. impossible. I've, I've not- seen it happen. I've I've known someone that's got a DUI on a bike. But. Uh, yes, our uh, our dear friend Dean has had this happen. That's, yeah, he told me about that one time. <laughs> told me about that. Yeah, this guy we both know. Dean's a weird fellow. Uh, you've met you've met Dean. Seven Eleven Dean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I love Dean. He uh, you know. He's still running around. He's such an angry old man. What? Yeah. Dean's never angry. Dean cracks jokes with everybody. I have, oh, I have, I have seen him get back. irritated before, but he's generally a pretty. I've seen him really bad at Seven Eleven. That's maybe where at, I'm taking wait, that from. At Seven Eleven? Yeah. 
No, he, he, Chris knows who needs it. I mean, I have seen Dean get mad, but it's pretty rare. It's a very rare thing. And even when he is really mad, it's usually, like, so much mellower than, like, yeah. 98% of the other stuff that happened in there that yeah. it's hard for me to even, like... Now, if, if you were telling me, like, you saw Travis get mad, I would be like, what? Because Travis is super calm. I have seen honest. Travis mad when he got his cart stolen. Well, I understand that. That's main um, way of making money. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's his... I had to give... I had to give uh, Travis a ride when that bad snowstorm happened a couple years ago. Yeah. I gave him a ride to the the, the recycling center off Garfield that was still... That was just open. They were getting ready to shut it down. And that place was swamped with people trying to get oh, yeah. some money. And I I remember helping him haul his cart onto the truck. Onto and then the truck. I, and, the tr- <laughs> and then out and then threw all the snow into the parking lot. And I helped him cash it in. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's always yeah, been kidding me ever since. But yeah wheels help yeah get well around. i mean you know i it's also probably a little bit, bit different for me because i do have a relationship with so many of the homeless population yeah. around here just because of my work yeah you're working you so know. and i i know quite a few because yeah, you know what you used to do christina i managed the 7-eleven on campus Woo! <laughs> she got to deal with all kinds of fun all the time. All kinds of fun. I've got some really good stories. She does. I've met some of these fine people that had very strong feelings about Christina. Oh. So, yeah. They weren't always exactly politically correct. Well, you know, I think... Look, there's... Remember the guy with the Confederate flags tatted on his legs? Oh, not I just... I remember that guy. He had a Confederate flag tattooed on one leg... A giant Nazi flag tattooed on the other leg. He had white pride tattooed across his arm. I remember he was trying to, uh, when Jeremy, the Jeremy worked there with the glasses, really nice black guy of Jeremy and his brother Johnny. I remember that guy with the tats was waiting in line and he was fuming. And I looked at Jeremy like, let me hang out with you. And I literally just waited with him. Because I knew this guy was going to try to start shit, and he just glared at me the whole time because he knew I was just keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, I like those guys. They're cool. Don't don't fuck with them. And when he finally, like, because he got caught, he finally got caught stealing, so he got 86 from the store. For that reason, yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, talking to one of my regulars about how he makes me so uncomfortable. Like, it's not just that he has... You know, it's not even like they were prison tattoos. Like, these were professional tattoos that he paid money for. Yeah. Um, yeah that, 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 you speak, that's making a statement when you went, not in prison, but you went out of prison to a tattoo shop and spent right? serious yeah. money on it. And then was like, no, please give me a freaking giant Nazi flag. Like, full on red, white, black swastika yeah. Nazi flag. I'm a little bored. I think I might get a couple swastikas. And a right? Confederate flag on the other leg, you know, why you not? Know, but, so I'm talking with one oh, of my I regulars a, after okay. I ask him to leave. I got a story of a tattoo on a face. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, man, oh. that guy just makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And some other random person who would, walked in as I said that and was like, you know, you're really the problem here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Judge said, maybe the problem is the law. Yeah, maybe I am part of the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Me being offended by somebody that is purposefully 
decorated their body With to tell symbols. everyone that they are a Nazi. I am the law, <laughs> and the law says that racism is in. <laughs> but then the what? guy camped outside my store for six hours, refused to leave, um, and uh, I think Gerald Nye showed he's up. He's like, I'm going followed to me. let the people know that you're the problem. I remember. Followed me to the to the uh, transit center. Yeah. And uh, I went home that day, and well, I. Well, he is a transient. I bought. <laughs> I bought military grade pepper gel. I remember I uh, talked to you about it afterwards. Yeah. You had me meet meet you outside. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. I got a quick story about a dude with a tattoo. Um, <laughs> I was uh, bouncing in Fort Lauderdale on the beach, and it's gonna there, be about Trevor, isn't it? Well, can you imagine. <laughs> yeah, but, I was uh, in Florida. Yeah, I've Trevor been, parties in Florida sometimes. I haven't <laughs> been to Fort Lauderdale or Florida before, so I. <laughs> there was a local guy who was a local homeless guy that we all knew. Um, he was always dressed up in women's clothes, um, and he was always drunk. Uh, excuse me, and he always uh, was pretty nonviolent. Like he was a very calm dude. He was just always dancing and, and right. singing, and you know he had a beer in his hand, having his, having his good life, doing what he can. I guess a year or two ago, somebody had paid him ten thousand dollars to get "fuck you" tattooed across his forehead, and he had been living off of that money for you know a year, a, a couple of years or whatever it was, and. I remember talking to him one day about it, and I was like, you ever regret it, man? And he's like, fuck you. And I'm just like, all right, man. No, that's a perfect fucking, I don't know. All right, man. Have a great day. Well, look, as, you know, as someone who's <laughs> fairly extensively tattooed. Big yes. and black, too. I get, fuck you. Look, I, get those, I get those questions all the time because I've got, you know, between yes. my giant neck tattoo, my hands, you know, people Chris, all the time. Christina has... Badass animals and other things tatted all over her body. Yeah, uh, but I have people. Visually, all the time. it's very nice. It's like a cat. Yeah, the 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 blue, the blue butterfly right in the neck is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do love like my blue morpho, but I, I have the only thing that would surprise me is if you had your butthole tatted. I do not. Um, <laughs> it's on the list. I do not. It's on the list. Uh, it is not on the list. Um, That's good. I'm I'm fairly proprietary about my butthole. Um, like, just not, don't, don't go down there with needles, folks. I think it might I think, give any advice. Um, yeah, I... No, but I, I, <laughs> I get questions all the time. Well, don't you regret that? What do you... you know, what's your career going to be like? My resume is so ridiculous, and I worked really hard my entire life to be able to be in a place where I can still get a job yeah, covering tattoos. of course. Yeah. So... Like that's the least of my concerns. Yeah, and and it's it's such a old way of thinking too, because in yeah. today's modern society, everybody pretty much has a tattoo. Yeah, there's if you are over eighteen I and think, don't uh, have a tattoo. I think it's more out of the norm. I think yes. I, I think I recently read that like forty eight percent of people living in America have tattoos. Yes, yeah. like. Chris, Chris, and, Chris and I each have three tattoos. Well, I was she telling Trevor, wits, I was like, back in the day, it was like badass bikers and like uh, military service. Yeah. yeah, they used to have the tattoos, but now it's more of an art expression for a lot of yeah. people and kind of what they like. You know, I always love the guys that you know, like the tough guy that gets some Chinese characters. Like it means perseverance, and then they find pow chicken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or it says like. Runny butthole or something. You're like, ah, shit. I watched a guy, uh, I watched a YouTube video of this guy who lives in China. He's a uh, 
white American guy. I think I've and seen him. He had a, <laughs> Me too. Had, There's a couple of them. But he literally that he like channels. just as an just as an experiment, he had a tattoo artist put make a temporary tattoo down his arm that said Little Kung Pao Chicken. Or something. It said Kung Pao Chicken. Yeah. And he was just walking through China this town. market in China and listening but he also speaks fluent Mandarin. Oh so he was listening to what they were People saying were about saying. his tattoos. Yeah. And he like you know, they're all cracking up thinking it's hilarious and then he'd respond and he's like, it's the easiest way to order at a restaurant. I just point at my arm. Yeah. You know, in fluent Mandarin. Yeah. And they don't expect and this white yeah. guy to do that. <laughs> There's that white kid and he speaks a lot of um, Asian languages and he speaks uh, he speaks a bunch of different languages. He's been to Africa. Have you seen him? He's like, uh, if I don't speak your language. Oh I'll yeah, I have seen those videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and I'll buy you sushi if yeah. I can't talk to you in your language. Exactly. That yeah. Is and crazy. it's a young kid. I think he's he's a linguist, but yeah. he is. I think he's trying to master in language. But he goes it's all through awesome. the world yeah. and he, he talks to people. There's another guy that blows I blows him away. It's awesome. Um, he's a young black guy uh, who will just like walk into a Chinese restaurant yeah. and just start speaking to yeah. whoever works there and he doesn't just speak the Chinese Mandarin. people don't immediately say get out he doesn't <laughs> just I mean he's well he because he's a language teacher of course okay. and he speaks like 14 different languages That's or awesome. some bullshit like I would just love to be able to speak two languages English and Spanish I can speak a lot of Spanish but I cannot speak it fluently and that drives me fucking Necesitos nuts. Necesitas más personas uh, para hablar conmigo. Yeah. I can speak yeah, that'd be a lot cool. with you. Yeah. I just, uh, I've been, since I've been unemployed, I've spent every single day, I spend just at least an day. hour studying. Um, most of the time it's two to four hours. Yeah. It's awesome. And uh, that's what I do. I go and sit at Roma. I talk yeah. to the guys that work there because they're all Spanish speakers. Of course. And I've really, just in the last month, my Spanish skills have improved so much. Well, it's funny because in, in South Florida, where I grew up, um, it went from, when I was growing up, it went from being a very um, low-income, white, black, and uh, Italian uh, kind of area. And the then Italians the Hispanics uh, kind of moved in, and, and now it's like a very uh, Latin area. It's got just every kind of food you love. Um, I love all the food. Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> human, you can go, you can go through Rican. South America within like twenty five blocks from, right. from my house. That's you can go through a... every country. But um, what awesome. ended up happening was I picked up a ton of Spanish, which was great because now I have a language that I can use to speak to other people. Right. But I've never mastered it, and I it still bugs me. You know. Yeah, so I, uh, that's one thing I would love to learn. It was to do my minor Spanish. in college. And and you need to be able to speak Spanish to be a. a do a lot of labor sort well, of jobs. to do construction or to do yeah. uh, farming. To be a harvest manager, you have to be able to speak Spanish to a the, certain degree. That was one of the funniest moments because I was a construction manager for six years. And I, I ran an industrial flooring company. Uh, but most of our workers were um, from Nayarit in Mexico. Yeah. And they did not expect me to have any Spanish at all. And the first time I ever went out on a job with them, we all were out for dinner and they're, we're all just, you know, eating yeah. our food. And they're all talking shit about me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking funny, isn't it? Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. My Spanish isn't great. I understand and read very yeah. well. I would speak a lot better if I had more people to talk to. My uh, my stepmother is a white girl from uh, Wisconsin. She grew up in Arkansas, but uh, Wisconsin and Arkansas. But she married a Mexican dude when she was sixteen, and uh, she got taken in by their family, so she had to learn Mexican. Spanish. Uh, Spanish. Mexican. <laughs> well, I mean, my whole other side of the family. I just call them Mexican. They're the Mexican side. But uh, she had to learn Spanish to, to definitely, like, talk to the sisters and talk to the mother. Yeah. And, like, and they took her in, and it's so funny because you'd never expect it, but she flaunts her Spanish all over. Oh, yeah. And especially in South Florida, it comes in handy. Oh, for sure. Everywhere. I mean, it comes in handy for me all the time here. Yeah. Um, when I was working at Subway, it came in handy a lot because I can name all the shit for a sandwich and right, Spanish. Yeah. I mean, that's where I that's where I very first started learning Spanish was in restaurants. What about you, Trevor? Do you ever want to learn a language? French. I, I used to speak blah 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 French. French. <laughs> speak some frog. No, I I used to speak Spanish pretty fluently because I mean most California, of my life, most of my life I grew up doing construction and labor and stuff and also being on the docks. There's a lot of guys that didn't speak much English. Necesito marijuana. <laughs> Necesito mota, por favor. Necesito mas cervezas, yeah. por yeah. favor. Dos cervezas, por favor. The yeah. only sentence you need to know. I remember in, I remember uh, a lot of Mexico. times just going somewhere and you'd have to yell like, Muy sucio, because the area is dirty as fuck. You just have to yell, <laughs> Muy sucio. And then just go, just yell porque and get dramatic. Porque, porque. Por Necesito una escoba. <laughs> and I, I always just get dramatic and see it. And they're like, Trevor, mi amigo. Mi amigo. I'm like, come here, you Crystal. You know about that, wouldn't you? Amigo. amigo. Shades down. Shades down. Yeah, I used to be the guy that, for the white guys, I would usually translate. Yeah. They would just come up and be like, you're the cool guy. I was on a construction site with uh, a father and son team. The son spoke English. The father didn't speak a lick of English. And the funniest part was... Um, yeah, the funniest part was that uh, the construction foreman, he he only talked to me to get things related to uh, the father who was the it was I was working for, <laughs> but it was hilarious because he called me Steven. He yeah. didn't know my name and he just called me Steven. You're like you're like, a white guy. I'll just call you Steven. Steven, yeah, that's a white guy name. And, uh, I just never corrected him because I was like this guy could throw me off the site. I was just like yeah, I'll be Steven. I don't give a shit. I don't have to talk to him all day. I just got to talk to him for like 35 minutes a day, get the work info, and then fucking relay that to the Spanish-speaking people. There you go. So it, it's it's irreplaceable on a farm or on a construction site, and probably in a lot of places. But French would be good if you're, in, place, if you're in places like Africa, a lot of places that were former French Haiti. colonies. Haiti. Haiti, but a lot of places in Africa that the French... Made colonies and fucked people over. I got an opportunity to use some of my German the other day, and that was kind of Ooh. fun. Uh, Nine. Nine. <laughs> seven. Six. That reminds me of a joke, actually. Four. That's, uh, my German is terrible, but when I actually went to Germany, I, I picked it back up very quickly. Cause nice. That's Did you a, go during Oktoberfest? No, I went during the Christmas market. It was great. Um, literally the best booty call I've ever had in my life. My friend Steve was stationed at the base in Frankfurt yeah. and paid for me to go 
fly to Germany. And, yeah, of course. Screw yeah, around. Right? Uh, screw amazing. around while you're in Germany. Went to Frankfurt, Heidelberg, uh, drove to Paris one day. That was awful. Paris is disgusting. Don't Paris sounds terrible. <laughs> Everyone so I've ever heard that are like, that's yeah, what I've heard too. I went to Paris. It's the fucking worst. I heard yeah. the I heard the French people like you're American, fuck you. Like, oh, well, there, there was some. I'm cool like, no, like, I'm Canadian. He's like, you're right? Canadian, fuck you. Like, because like I got to go to the Louvre, and the Louvre is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I got to go to the Natural that. History Museum. Did in you Paris, get to go to Amsterdam? Which uh, I did, but only briefly on my way to Frankfurt. Oh, um, and you can honestly, up a hooker. N- nicest airport. I've ever been to. Where's the airport in fucking Amsterdam? Uh, they have two. The one I'm trying to remember. I'll Google so Amsterdam's it. Amsterdam's a pretty big city. It's a huge city. Um, but yeah, so they have two like major airports in Amsterdam. Shout out Amsterdam. I'm still trying to knock that off the old bucket list one of these days. Smoke some weed there sometime. Pick up a hooker and fucking smoke a bunch of weed with her and fucking. Ever keep company for the day. And maybe hang out on all the dikes. So, so uh, Schiphol is where is the airport that I went to, and it is the biggest, cleanest, nicest. What do you say it is called? Shiphole. Instead of shithole, it's shiphole. Yes. Yeah, okay. shiphole. I like that. Um, and it, it like everyone. That How worked much? at that airport was so friendly. Like, God damn it! Now you just got me all hyped up on Amsterdam. How much would it cost hey, to fly to Amsterdam, we do, guys? We should be like Cheech and Chong, where we pretend to be other people. Yeah, and then we go there. Burt Reynolds and Dolly yeah. Parton. I'll be yeah. Burt Reynolds. I'll be Dolly, Dolly, Dolly Parton. You're gonna need some uh, some watermelons. <laughs> That's all right. And we'll we're get you a couple of great really fruits. good hefty bra. And also a wig, maybe maybe a wig as well. That's fine. All right, Trevor, you ready to play us out? It's been a great podcast, Christina. You're awesome. Thanks for coming over. Absolutely, anytime. Yeah. We were supposed to have. It's always else. great having uh, guests, and it's always appreciated when the guests are awesome. We're supposed <laughs> to have Io, but he didn't show up, so there you go. Yeah, Io. Oh, fuck well, that guy. Where the hell you at? <laughs> All right, Trevor. Okay. Give us the give us the licks. Yeah, give us uh, give us some more bluegrass. Um. I can do that. Play us out, Trevor. Christina, and as always, this has been Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe. See you next time. Later.